Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to today's episode. So glad you joined us. Got a card today to show you from Melanie Brickenna, one of our church members here, and a great encouragement. Some people just have the gift of encouragement. Melanie is one of them, and I love this card. Look at it. Peanuts. See that? If you're listening, this is uh, Charlie Brown and the entire gang on the... uh, on the card. I think my favorite person in Peanuts is Snoopy. I think my second favorite person is is Pigpen. Don't ask me why, but I just always makes me laugh. So there it is. We are in uh, Jeremiah chapter number six uh, today in our Bibles. So if you would uh, find your place uh, on your device or in your Bible or simply just kind of zone in and listen uh, carefully, we'll begin by reading at verse one. So Jeremiah chapter six, Verse number one, Jeremiah says, O ye children of Benjamin. So remember, the nation of Judah is the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom has now been judged. She is no longer even a nation. The 10 tribes have been scattered. And the only part of what used to be the nation of Israel is the southern kingdom, which is Judah. And Judah is on the precipice of judgment herself. That's what we've been talking about. But Judah, although Judah is the name of a tribe, it's also the name of the southern kingdom. And the southern kingdom actually has two tribes. So Judah and Benjamin. And would it surprise you if I told you that Jerusalem is actually part of Benjamin, uh, not Judah. So uh, when the Bible says here in verse number one, O ye children of Benjamin, Really what Jeremiah is doing is speaking to the nation and calling the nation Benjamin, which sometimes he does. And and maybe, maybe because he was picturing her as being as vulnerable as she was, Benjamin being the smaller tribe. Or maybe because Jeremiah himself was a Benjamite, maybe uh, just with added passion and compassion he was speaking. But for whatever reason, it's, it's a message to the nation. So, O ye children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem and blow the trumpet into Koah, that would be south of Jerusalem, down toward Bethlehem, and set up a sign of fire in Beth Hakarem, for evil appeareth out of the north and great destruction. So, what, what is Jeremiah saying? Jeremiah is saying, hey, judgment is coming, the armies are coming, and they're coming from the north. And you, you better be watching and you better be waiting and to get ready to, to warn others and light that signal fire because the day is coming. Get out. For, get out before you, while, while you can. And uh, throughout Scripture, we, we, we see warnings like this, that uh, God tells us something about the future. Judgment is coming. Uh, those that will hear, those that will listen, I'm giving you an opportunity to get out. I think about Jesus himself gave a warning about Jerusalem. Remember, 
in Matthew chapter 24. And although Matthew 24 of the Olivet Discourse is much about the tribulation period, the Daniel 70th week still yet to come, there were some immediate fulfillments uh, in the siege of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Actually, 66 until 70 AD, Jerusalem falling in 70. And some of the people that believed Jesus and his prophecy were able to, some of the Christian Jews were able to flee Jerusalem. Why? Because he had warned them. So here in uh, Jeremiah chapter 6, Jeremiah is warning them. Look at verse number 2. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. So that seems nice uh, at surface glance that uh, God through Jeremiah is saying, you know, my people, they're like a beautiful, lovely woman. And, And that's nice. But I think what God is saying is that's the way you view yourself. You view yourself as not having any needs. You view yourself as beautiful. You view yourself as having no blemishes. You view yourself in this sense. But honestly, What good is a lovely, um, comely woman in in view of an impending attack? Because that's what the Bible says in verse number three. The shepherds with their flocks shall come unto her. And the idea here of shepherds and flocks in verse number three is the leaders of the armies of Babylon. So the leaders are like the shepherds and the flocks are like the flocks of soldiers and the flocks of people that are coming up against God's people. That's why the warning was issued in verse number one, because this day is coming. And how are you as a beautifully made up woman going to stand against that? You think you're pretty, you think you're all that, but you're nothing in the face of these armies that are coming. Verse number three, the shepherds with their flocks shall come unto her. They shall pitch their tents against her round about. They shall feed everyone in his place. So what's that talking about? That's talking about the fact that they're going to come and pitch their tents around her. Uh, They're going to partake of uh, everyone in his place. There's going to be no way of escape. This is what we call a siege. A siege is when an army comes and surrounds a city so that nobody in that city can get out and nobody to supply that city can get in. Now, obviously, there's no helicopters or or way to uh, get things in by air, uh, like the Berlin uh, airdrop back in uh, post-World War II. No, the point here is that a siege is effective. Why? There's no way for that city to be supplied. And what good is your beauty then? A beauty is skin deep then. You need food, not makeup. Look at verse number four. Prepare ye war against her. Arise, let us go up at noon. Think about that. It is the Lord here that is saying, prepare ye war against her. That seems a little bit unfair, doesn't it? I mean, after all, the woman is Judah. That's God's bride. And yet the Bible is saying that God is saying, prepare ye war against her. What's the point? The point is God is, loves her enough to use the foreign entity of Babylon against her. Again, this is the teaching of Habakkuk. Prepare ye war against her. Arise, let us go up at noon. 
Woe unto us, for the day goeth away, for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. What is the imagery of verse number four? The imagery is this, time is running out. At noon, the sun is is right overhead. There are no shadows. But as the day wanes on though, as daylight fades, then the shadows lengthen, don't they? And that indicates that the that the day is far spent. The point here is that judgment is coming. Listen, it's urgent. Time is running out. God has put his people on the clock, uh, so to speak. Verse number five, arise. Let us go by night. Let us destroy her palaces. So why? When When time is up, when the darkness has fallen, when you no longer can protect yourself by the light of day, then destruction comes in the evening. Uh, how scary, how awful, and yet that day is coming. Uh, the night is coming is what uh, God is saying to his people here. Pay attention. Run while you can. A time is escaping. Do you sense the urgency of the prophecy that God is giving his people? Verse number six, for thus hath the Lord a Lord of hosts said, hew ye down trees, cast a mount against Jerusalem. Uh, the city obviously would be defending itself. And yet God is saying, but those defenses are not going to hold up. And it's going to be like an earthen ramp. Remember Masada, when they built that big earthen ramp to get into the, even that, what was seemingly an impenetrable fortress. So Jerusalem with its big walls, and its uh, apparent defenses will ultimately not stand because these mounds will be built and these trees will be set up and uh, the Babylonian army will indeed crush the city. They will indeed invade the city. They will indeed destroy the city. That day is coming. Verse uh, number six, this is the city to be visited. She is holy, uh, she is holy, oppression in the midst of her. In other words, she's going to be she's going to be destroyed. God's going to allow her to be defeated why? Because she is allowing that kind of wickedness on the inside. Yes, she'll be destroyed from the outside. God's going to allow these armies to invade. He's going to allow these armies to come in and pillage and to kill and to destroy and to tear down. But the point that God is making is you are already destroyed on the inside. Yes, there will be outward destruction and the stones will come down and the fires will rage, but already what you're allowing in your uh, injustice, what you're allowing in your pride, what you're allowing in your heart of hearts is you're, you're already already destroyed. And the physical destruction will be but a symbol of the destruction that is already taking place in your heart. That's so often the way sin works, is the last thing that goes is the outside. You know, people can pretend, they can play that religious game, they can look so good, but what's happening on the inside, the sin, uh, the, the pride, it's eating from the inside out, is it not? And that's the imagery here in Jeremiah chapter 6. Look at verse number seven real quickly. 
as a fountain casteth out her waters, so she casteth out her wickedness, violence and spoil. This is the rot on the inside that I was just talking about. Violence and spoil is heard in her. Before me continually is grief and wounds. It's like bubbling up like a fountain. It's inside of her. It's coming from way down deep. Verse number eight, be thou instructed, O Jerusalem. Now, has the destruction taken place yet? No. Has the night come yet? No. This is still the warning time. This is still the message that Jeremiah is preaching. And so what does God say in mercy in verse number eight? Be instructed, O Jerusalem, would you please let this get through your thick head? Would you please learn something here? Be thou instructed, O Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from thee. Boy, the worst judgment of all is when God removes his presence. The worst judgment of all is not the sword. It's not Babylon. It's not the, it's not the uh, destruction of the temple. It's not the stone that's not left upon stone. It's not the fire. No, the worst judgment is God saying, I take my hands off. I remove my presence. And symbolically, that happened when the Holy of Holies was destroyed and that Shekinah glory of God that rested and met with God's people from Jerusalem uh, was removed. How sad that my soul depart from thee, lest I make thee desolate, a land not inhabited. We're going to stop there in verse number eight and start uh, next episode with a thus saith the Lord again. Hope you'll join us for that. Uh, Have a great day in the Lord. Appreciate your faithfulness and we'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.